All right, so you guys get me again. Um, we found out, yeah, we found out this morning, um, I don't know, probably 10, 15 minutes before church is going to start, Pastor Steve is feeling under the weather. He is not going to be able to make it today. So um, I'm going to do what I can, but uh, I am no Pastor Steve. Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, you know, in our conversations uh, with Pastor Steve, we often talk about how our lives growing up have been totally different. Okay, the life that he lived, the life I lived, yet we've both ended up in the same place, in the same church, worshiping the same Jesus, same God. And, and it's just kind of encouraging that uh, it doesn't really matter where you've been or what you've been through, okay, you have that common ground, okay, whenever you worship Christ. Um, our discussion point for today, we are, we are still talking about uh, the book of Acts, chapter 4. Uh, last week, we went over verses 13 and 14. Uh, Mark, do you have 13 and 14? Can we put that up? You got this week's? All right, well, I'll read last week's, um, what we talked about. Last week in, in uh, Acts, chapter 4, verse 13. Okay, leading up to this point, you know, uh, Jesus has re- risen from the grave. Okay, he's ascended into heaven. Uh, the apostles... Uh, are all in, in a room, and the Holy Spirit descends upon them. If you read the, uh, it's a couple chapters back. It's like chapter two. If you read the description, it says like a sound like a rushing wind came in through the room. Okay, so in my mind, I'm thinking like tornado type sound. In this room, and tongues of fire are coming out, landing on all of them, uh, and just filling them with the Holy Spirit. And like just that imagery is just amazing, the power that, that God has there. And... Uh, and, you know, we, we, we've had that happen. Then, leading up into this chapter, uh, they, healed, they healed a lame man, okay? And they got pulled in front of basically like a court, and, um, and they were have, had to give an account for what they've done. And in chapter, or verse 13, what we did last week is it says, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus, And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in response. All right, so that's kind of what we've talked to. That's what's led up to this point. All right, so they they healed this lame man, and now they're being confronted about it because, you know, the Pharisees, they don't like it. You know, they're preaching something that's counter to to what they they would like and keep their power. So our focus this week is on verses 15 through 18, and it's about the good news, and it's, it's so appropriate that we're talking about this today, because what Pastor Steve wrote down for his discussion point was, have you ever been in a situation where you have felt the people around you are preventing you from fulfilling God's purpose within you, or holding you back from your potential? And while it may not be the people around us, but like how appropriate that the Sunday when our pastor can't be here because he's feeling under the weather, we're preaching about something trying to stop the good news from being talked about. Like, it's just like, you know, the devil tries. He tries as much as he can, but God's always got that answer. And it's just so encouraging. And, I mean, being up here and, like, being nervous, I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to talk about? I don't even think about my communion message. Now I'm going to go up here and give another message. Uh, it's just encouraging knowing that I can just sit back and be like, eh, God's got it. Amen. You know, God's got the answer. God's, God's going to take care of things. Um, but it is, it is just such an important 
uh, discussion topic and that we're going to get into here. But before we get into that, before I talk about any of that, I do want to uh, stop and pray for Pastor Steve uh, real quick and pray for our message today. So uh, if you will, join me in a time of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. And even though things may not always go our way, we know that if we can rely on you, Lord, that you will always, always bring around a solution to where you will be glorified and that your good news can be preached. Lord, we want to pray for the Kohler family, Pastor Steve, Mandy, and the boys, and Emma. And we just want to pray for them, Lord. We pray for Pastor Steve for quick healing, that he can uh, recover from whatever it is that, is that is keeping him down, that you give him plenty of rest. We know that he... He, he works tireless, tirelessly for you, Lord, whether it's in, in the church or as a police officer um, or just doing weddings and funerals, always preaching your good news, Lord. So we ask that you be with him today, help heal him up, and help him recover quickly so he can be back on, a, back on his feet and joining us again. Uh, Lord, we want to pray for Mandy and the boys at this time while they're uh, uh, dealing with a, a sick dad. It could be strange for, for young children to know what's going on, uh, but, you know, we just... Pray that they can be an encouragement to him while being at home, uh, getting that family time and just help, help him be encouraged by that. Lord, we do ask that you come in and you, that you uh, uh, bless this time with the message. Okay, let your Holy Spirit come in here and talk. Um, and just don't let it be me that's preaching your word, but let you say what you want through me to, to the people out here today, Lord. Uh, we want them to be blessed and we want you to be glorified above all other things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, when I started reading his, his notes on what he was going to preach about today, uh, the discussion topic of being held back from preaching the good news, okay, uh, one of the things that came to my mind was my college years. Um, I went to Missouri Baptist University, uh, which was, it was like completely opposite of what I wanted. I wanted to wrestle in college, and I got to do that, uh, but I did not want to go to St. Louis. For those of you guys who don't know, I am a Kansas City fan and everything about Kansas City, and I was going to go towards the Kansas City side of the state to go to college. I had it all lined up. I had a scholarship with uh, University of Central Missouri. I had academic scholarships. I had athletic scholarships. They were going to actually pay me to go to school. I would have been making money to go there, to wrestle, to get my degree. Everything would have been great. Uh, And then, you know, God steps in and said, nope, your plan's not my plan. And uh, the head coach for Missouri Baptist University reached out to me and said, hey, we want, you, we want you to come to our program. And I'm like, I don't want to go to a private school in the middle of St. Louis. Like, it's not where I want to be. Uh, I'm like, I grew up on a farm. There's not a single farm thing about Creve Core. Like, like why would, I don't know why I would want to go there. And, uh, but, I, but I prayed about it. You know, like, you're supposed to do. You should always consider God's will when making plans, okay? It says that in the scripture, uh, don't go about making plans for today or tomorrow, but it should be, you know, if God wills it, okay? And I prayed and I prayed, and man, the more, longer I prayed, the more I just felt him saying, no, I want you to go to Missouri Baptist. I don't want you to go there. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to pay money to go there. It's a private school. It's expensive. I'm getting a scholarship, but it's not covering everything, and, you know, it's, it's not near the chiefs, and uh, man, but... I ended up going there, and I kind of had this thought, I'm like, well, you know, at least it's a Christian university. It's Baptist, okay? It's not a, not a, a liberal university or anything. And I started going there, and I quickly discovered that just because it's a Baptist university name does not mean that everybody who attends is Baptist or a Christian or even remotely close, okay? 
a lot of, uh, um, a lot of the students that, that I attended in the dorms with, that I went to class with, uh, they really weren't Christians. They were just kind of there because uh, they got a scholarship and they were able to go to school somewhere. Um, and so it was a little bit, for me, it was a little bit of, a, of kind of not what I expected. But then the bigger thing I didn't expect was when I got to my wrestling team, okay? We started working out. I got to know the guys, and it was not anywhere close to what I thought. It was probably me, maybe one other guy who, would, who were Christians, uh, who were strong Christians, I should say. There was a couple that were, like, kind of on the fence and trying to figure it out. Um, and then the head coach at the time um, was not leading the way that I thought a strong Christian mentor should be leading the guys. And it, it had a lot of opposition for me to the point where I even wanted to quit. And I just talked about quitting earlier, uh, how if you commit to something, you got to stick it out. And, and like I was to the point where I'm like, I, you know, I can't be on this team anymore. I can't be here. This isn't the environment I wanted. And I ended up talking to my campus pastor, and he's like, well, if you leave, then the only representation that these guys have of a Christian man is that coach. And, and he's like, is that really what God wanted for you when he told you to come to this university? And I'm like, gosh, dang it, wisdom. Um, yeah. And I had to reflect on that. And ultimately, I ended up sticking it out. And um, me and the head coach, we butted heads a little bit. Uh, but we, we still don't have like a great relationship now, but we're starting to get a little bit better where we can talk, talk to each other uh, uh, without any sort of animosity because... Um, I called him out on some of this stuff, and that did not sit well with him. Um, but it did seem like there was, even at a Baptist university, it seemed like there was opposition to me just being a good example, preaching, preaching the good news, being, uh, just spreading God's word. And, uh, and it was difficult. A lot of the guys that I talked to on the team, they had a lot of respect for me, but whenever I would tell them, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's cool. And then they would go and party and do whatever they wanted to do anyway. Um, and then I go and I get graduated from college and then I'm a teacher now, high school teacher. So it'd be easier if I was up here like teaching you guys about Pythagorean theorem or something. I could do that for hours. Uh, but we're up here, you know, talking about God's word, which is actually also, um, something I'm passionate about. So it's not too bad. I thought I'd be really nervous, but you know, so far I'm okay. Um, but I go to, I go and teach and the first thing that I, we go to our new teacher meetings. I'm wearing my Missouri Baptist Wrestling T-shirt. It's got a verse on the back that says that the Lord uh, trains my hands for battle. Uh, and, and a guy walks up to me and he's like, hey, you can't wear that shirt here. And I'm like, well, why not? This is a college shirt. He goes, it's got a Bible verse on the back. And I'm like, I'm like well, I'm going to wear it anyway. And if you don't like it, you don't have to read it. Um, and he, he was, uh, I came to find out he was a real, uh, real big proponent of, you know, just you know, Christ out of the schools. He was, he was very liberal. He had a lot of kind of crazy uh, theories about things. Uh, but it's like the first thing, you know, I've been going to Warrington my entire life. I grew up here. I knew what kind of school we were at. So I'm like, it's not gonna be a problem wearing this shirt here. But even then, you know, you get opposition. And even in, as a public school, even though we're in Warrington and Warrington's actually fairly supportive, they don't really, I mean, we have a really good FCA group at, at, at uh, the high school and stuff. And I can pretty much talk about my faith anytime I want, um, I do still have to be careful that I'm not trying to force or teach it in a classroom. I have to kind of wait until a student uh, asks me about it. I'm like, oh, hey, I'd love to talk to you about that, okay? And so it's kind of almost like I have this opposition 
this legal opposition of whether I can share the good news or whether I can't, all right? And, it, and it, just dealing with that, and that is exactly um, what our discussion topic is today. Um, the takeaway, the message takeaway that uh, Pastor Steve has, see if we can put that up on the board here. It says, for years there have been opponents of the gospel who have tried to stop the good news from going forward, and it has never and will never work. Okay, and that is just encouraging right there. Okay, the, um, all that trouble that I had um, at college with, that, with the head coach and just dealing with that, I still develop some great relationships with the, with the guys on the team. I still have uh, talks with them every now. I've had multiple discussions since then about my faith because they know that when they start questioning things, they know that they can turn to me and they can ask me still because I was that guy that was there for four years modeling you know, what it is like to actually follow Christ and be focused on him, okay? And, and I still have those conversations. I wouldn't have had that. I mean, I don't know if I would have had that at the other school, um, there was a lot of blessings that came through, a lot of growth that I got out of that school that, that God brought me uh, through. Um, and even as a teacher, I've had lots of opportunities to have discussions about my faith. Um, and just during class, because the kids bring it up, they're curious. They ask me, and then I share my beliefs, and they can kind of do with, uh, with that what they want. But it gives me an opportunity to get that good news out there. And so it's just encouraging that, you know, no matter what is preventing you from getting that good news out there, God's got a way. And we just got to trust in him and follow after him. Okay, so our verse today is Acts chapter 4, 15 through 18. Okay, it says, after they had ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves saying, what should we do with these men? For an obvious sign evident to all who live in Jerusalem has been done through them, and we cannot deny it. However, so this does not spread any further among the people. Let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in this name again. So they called for them and ordered them not to preach or teach at all in the name of Jesus. So in that verse, when I'm reading that verse, there's a couple things that stand out to me. The first thing is these guys had no idea what to do. Okay, the first point um, that, that Steve has down here is a conference to discuss what takes place. There was an obvious work, an obvious miracle that occurred, an obvious work of, of God, and they had no idea what to do. They knew it threatened their current power struggle. They, they, knew, uh, they knew that that Jesus and the message he preached was not the same as what they were currently living and they didn't know what to do. And so a conundrum for these people is occurring. Okay, that's verse 15, 16, all right? They, they send them out, they meet together, and they're talking and they're saying, you know, what do we do about this situation? All these people have seen this miracle. We can't deny it, okay? So we, we, can't, we can't just say, uh, you know, oh, that never happened. You, you were deceived, okay? They have no idea what to do. And there's so many times that when we're in our, our walk that whenever we have an opportunity to share God's word with somebody, it's usually fear or some sort of like inner self-doubt that kind of stops us. Like we, we get to that point where we're like, I should share it, but maybe, maybe I just don't have all the answers. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't know what to do. But we should be encouraged by these verses. When we share and when we do God's word, 
It's not us that are on the defensive. It's not us that, it, that, that need to, to try to stick up and, and defend God. God will take care of it. And there's the other side that's not going to know what to do. They're going to need a conference together. They're going to need to figure out, okay, how do we combat this? Because they're on the ropes. They don't know. I mean, it said in verse 13, Peter and John were uneducated and untrained men preaching the, preaching the uh, gospel. Fishermen and, and tax collectors, that's, that's who Jesus told, chose as his apostles, okay? Untrained, uneducated men. And a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. I know um, I did for a while in my life about, about sharing uh, the good news and just, you know, maybe I don't have all the answers that they give me and maybe I don't know uh, the best way to say it, but that's because I was thinking that I had to save people, that I had to argue them into salvation. I had to teach them everything there was about being a Christian, and that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be a witness. We're called to, to, to talk to people about the way God has affected our lives and the way that we've put our trust in him. We don't have to be an expert about everybody else. We don't have to be an expert about, about Scripture. Now, we should dive into Scripture and learn and so that way we can um, have a defense for our faith when, when asked about it. But we don't have to know everything. That's, that's God's job. God is the one who saves. God is the one who reaches out to the, the heart of people. And God is the one who will draw them close to him. All we are called to do is be witnesses. And that's what Peter and John were doing. They were just out there doing what God had called them to do. To go out, to be witnesses to the world. They healed a lame man. And all of a sudden now they're in this this basically like a courtroom, and they're being questioned by all these, these leaders, and they give their, they give their testimony. They, they say what they say. They're a witness, and now all these leaders are, are, are fumbling for words. They don't know what to do, okay? And that's where verse 17 comes up. A crisis management plan is put into place, okay? Um, there we go. Yep. They don't know what to do, so they started developing a plan. How are we going to stop this? What are we going to do? And the best thing that they can do when you read the scripture, and it's, it's kind of funny to me, but it says, um, these authorities call for them to just not tell anybody anymore. Like, that's their big conference discussion. Hey, what are we going to do about it? Well, let's just tell them not to say anything. Yeah. How many of you guys know that doesn't work? Like, I mean, Axel, three years old, sneak him a piece of candy. Hey, don't tell your mom. What's he going to do? First thing he does, mom, dad, give me a piece of candy. Like, it's like, dude, I just, now you're not getting any more candy. But that's a lie. I give him candy all the time if he wants it. But, yeah, it's like, you know, you tell somebody not to say something, they're going to go do it. They're going to go say it. And that's their big thing they came up with. These authorities, they, they have nothing, okay? All they have is fear, and if, you're, and if you don't have a foundation in Christ, then you're subject to that fear. But, you know, Scripture tells us we have not been given a spirit of fear, okay? Uh, I believe it says, like, sound mind and body. I don't, I'm not good with the whole reciting. Love and power and sound mind. Yeah, my wife is way better at quoting Scripture than I am. Um, but that's what we've been given in Christ, Okay? And that's what Peter and John had. And then you can see that these uh, authorities, they didn't have it. They were afraid of the change that was occurring, and they didn't know what to do about it. And they warned them. That's what my, my scripture says. It says up, up there that uh, let's threaten them against speaking. They warned them 
against speaking the word. That's it. I got a stern talking to, a little warning. Uh, we had uh, another thing as a teacher, you know, when a kid misbehaves in your class and you sit him down to the office and you're like, it's like, oh man, this kid was causing a disruption and they go down there and the administrators gave them a warning. And you're like, what was the point? And it's kind of like, I think of that and then it's the same thing. It's like, what was the point of questioning these men if all you're gonna do is just give them a warning, Okay. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a little bit comical to me, though, but Satan really doesn't have any power. The forces of evil really don't have any power that can eclipse God, okay? They've got fear. They've got trying to, trying to divide us and trying to make us quiet. But other than that, I mean, if we focus on what's really important, we can overcome all those things, okay? The last point uh, that Pastor Steve had up here was, uh, point number four says, a call for Peter and John is made wherein these authorities uh, call for Peter and John to disobey what Christ has called them to do. Okay, Christ has called them to go and, tell, go and preach the word to the ends of the earth, okay, the Great Commission. And these authorities are saying, hey, just don't do that. Okay, fortunately, they ignored that stern warning and they went ahead and they went and preached the, the word of God to the ends of the earth. Okay, and that should be encouraging for us, okay? Because that, that is an exact thing that we are called to do when we face that opposition, is to focus on what God is telling us, not what man is telling us, okay? We have this discussion sometimes in, um, in our men's group on Monday nights, so shameless plug right there, men's group Monday nights. Um, we have this discussion sometimes about when, when you're called to respect authority, versus, you know, God's will and stuff, okay? Because, you know, there's a lot of, there is scripture that says that, that, um, that you are supposed to respect and listen to authority. You're supposed to respect and listen to the people that God has put in charge, even if you disagree with them. Like, you know, a lot of this came up because of the whole COVID thing, whether you're supposed to wear masks or not masks and everything. And um, ultimately, though, a lot of times our discussion comes down to if what authority is telling you is in direct opposition to what God is telling you, then you need to go with God, okay? And that's what these men did here, Peter and John. They were told by the authorities at the time to stop spreading the word, and they ignored it, and they went with God. Hallelujah is right, okay? Now, our takeaway, again, was that there have been opponents of the gospel who would try to stop the good news from, from going forward, Okay? And it has never and will never work. That is the whole purpose of this talk. And I'm sure Steve has so many more stories. I know I'm a little short. So I told Brandon uh, that once I, once I call him up, hey, by the way, Brandon, you can come up. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to the end of what I have to say. Um, that, you know, we kind of joked a little bit that when he starts strumming the guitar, Steve gets fired up and he gets going. And we, we call it a second sermon uh, is what we usually call it. And I'm like, hey, there's not going to be one of those. Be ready. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really my style. You're but, yeah. I mean, I'm fired up, but it, I, I'm not the same guy as him. So <laughs> we'll let him do that. Um, but I want to, when I leave you today, I want you to just be encouraged by this story. That there's going to become times when there's a right thing to do. And you're going to know it. You're going to know when there is to spread the word, the good news, when to talk, uh, when to go out and witness and there's gonna be an opposition. It may not be people, 
Okay, a lot of times it can be like the legal system tries to, tries to hold you back or like in my case, uh, that, that school versus faith, church versus faith type of thing, um, or school versus church, I should say. But whenever that happens, okay, whenever you feel that opposition, try to think back to the story and realize God's already got the victory, okay? It's already happened. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be hindered by those by those op- opposing forces, whether it's Satan working on your heart, trying to give you a spirit of fear and trying to stop you, or whether it's actual people, okay? Our call is to be a witness in this world and to reach as many people as we can. We don't have to save them ourselves. That's not on us. That's on, that's on God, okay? We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to argue them into salvation, okay? We just have to be a witness, and we have to share what God has saved us from what God is empowering us to do, and the hope and peace that we get when we are living with him. Okay. So before I step down and let these guys take it away with some awesome worship music, let's pray uh, to close our time together. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for just the freedom of being in this place where we can openly spread your good news. The good news that your son came down, died on a cross, was raised again three days later to save us from our sins, and that if we put our hope and trust in him, Lord, that we can have peace and assurance that we'll spend eternity with you, and that we are free from that bondage of sin. Lord, we pray for courage and, and, and just the will to just go out, and when the opportunity arises, to be that witness that you called us to be. We pray that you empower us with your spirit and that your spirit is flowing through us this week, that we can share your word and your love, whether it be verbally or through, through just simple acts, simple acts of kindness, sharing your love with, with, the, with our community and the people that we encounter. We ask, Lord, that you just be with us during those times. Let us not get into this spirit of fear that, that authorities and opposition tries to put upon us and tries to stop us from moving forward. Lord, nothing can stop your word. Nothing can stop you. You have been victorious and we, have, and we are inheriting that victory through your son, Jesus, Lord. So give us strength. Give us courage. Help us be bold and courageous as we move forward. In Jesus' name, amen.